This special bonus debate episode is brought to you by our loyal Patreon and PayPal supporters. If you would like to join the ranks of the loyal Patreon and PayPal supporters, go to dollamore.com slash PayPal or dollamore.com slash Patreon and find out more. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dalamore. All right, welcome back. It's been so long since you guys were around, or since we were around. This is not going to go well. It's already starting off shitty. Welcome to the show, everybody. I Doubt It with Dalamore. I'm your host, Jesse Dalamore. This is the post-debate analysis bonus episode. I'm joined, of course, as always, by my lovely, talented, and scholarly co-host, Brittany Page. <sighs> These debates. <laughs> wow. Well, as always, we will get to our takeaways and winners and losers. I will uh I'll let uh I'll let you begin. Okay. Um <laughs> It seems like we've spent all day in front of these microphones. I know. So I'm supposed to talk about who I think won. Yeah, takeaways, winners and losers. Okay. Any order. Well, I don't I don't think it was great overall. Uh I think I I think the debate ended and I said, "Wow, I don't feel like they covered very much." And I think that was mostly due to Donald Trump and his interrupting and he was an interrupting fucker tonight complaining about how much talking time he was getting even though he talked more than hillary clinton and i was disappointed with a lot of hillary clinton's responses particularly related to the trump tape and bill clinton so related related to what the trump tape you can do anything <laughs> grab him by the pussy yeah that one and yeah <laughs> <laughs> i i mean of course Hillary Clinton did better than Donald Trump. I mean, there's right. no way that Donald Trump is going to do better than Hillary Clinton in a debate. It's just not going to happen. I agree with you on that front. Yeah. No, no, I agree with you that I was very disappointed with the things that she didn't say that I thought she could have. Yes. But I think it was a calculated effort to try to keep the unwielding monster that is Donald Trump at arm's length. She didn't want him going heavy into the past. He already brought all these women who claimed that they were raped or sexually assaulted by her husband, Bill Clinton. She didn't want to bring on all of that because that, that would have been, one, uncomfortable and unseemly for the country. And for as much as I do not like Hillary Clinton, I do believe she has the historicity of this entire moment at the forefront of her mind where I don't believe that about Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump thinks this is fucking about him, him winning the presidency. And that is all. It has nothing to do with the sacred honor of the history of our nation. Well, what I mean to say is I think it would have been beneficial if when he brought it up, she gave a very human response. Oh yeah. You know, like, 
yeah, Bill was unfaithful to me and he has made many, many mistakes. And I've made many mistakes in response to being betrayed and feeling hurt and feeling confused. And, you know, this is not something that I look back on fondly and talking about it in a human right, way because right, right, right. he's just bringing it up to like throw it in her face. Right. And if she responded in a way that's like, yeah, it was not good. It was hurtful right. and all these things. She, But she avoided pushing him to make him, to make her even have to give an answer like that. Right. Which I found calculated. Yeah. But kind of a bummer and not even from an entertainment value perspective. I really want Donald Trump to get what the fuck is coming to him. So for me, in my lower instinct, you know, the the lower form of Jesse, it's kind of a revenge thing. Because I really would love to punch him right in his fucking face. He he drives me to anger. Just like Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. Just, just like Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. So uh, winners and losers. Obviously, you said Hillary Clinton. Right. My takeaway would be the same. I do feel like something's lacking. Like, uh, what are we missing? Ah, didn't we didn't cover all the bases? There were very many moments. I am I am almost embarrassed to admit <laughs> that my heart was thumping. It's almost like I'm back in high school, getting ready to run a race in track, and right before the the starting gun goes off, your heart's just beating a mile a minute. I kind of felt like that, like a nervous energy the entire time. And uh, I, that's weird. But I agree. I think Hillary Clinton did get the best of him, mainly because he looked undisciplined. He looked flustered. He, he was pouty. He was arms were crossed. His body language was all fucking weird. He's just a, he's an insolent fucking child. He really is. I tweeted that. And I, I wouldn't, I don't like to repeat it, but I mean, I'd like to come up with something original here on the spot, but I just can't because that's pretty apt. Well, he didn't know what to do with his hands. It was very awkward because when they first came on stage, they did not shake hands. No, no. And it was very awkward where you could tell, almost like when you meet someone that you're not yet familiar with and, and you don't know for sure if you should go in for a hug or not. No, no, I didn't, I didn't think that at all. I, I got the impression that it was kind of like, and all the men will understand this, when you're in junior high... You have the game where you like hit each other in the dick. Like you somebody you'll just be standing in a group and then one dude will reach out kind of on the sly and hit the other in the dick. It's dumb high school or dumb junior high game. What a great game. Yeah, it's well guys are stupid. <laughs> and I, I kind of thought that when she walked out it was almost like a, she was just going to have her hand over her <laughs> genitals because you know, you can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. Yeah, you, you don't want Donald Trump Maybe he's gonna have a like a, a Tourette's-y kind of response and just reach out with a, in a tick, you know, and grab uh, grab her by the genitals. Yeah, I don't know. But no handshake, uh, no, no contact, no handshake, no handshake. And it looked like there was a handshake at the very end, but I heard several people who were on scene say no handshake at the end, even yeah. though it looked like it on TV. Apparently, that's not true. Right. So. I do want to say one thing before we go on because I don't want to forget to talk about this since you just played. Oh, we don't, we don't have any clips. I just have the pussy clip and then I was just going to talk about it. We're done. <laughs> oh, okay. 10 minute episode, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, because uh, Melania Trump wore a Gucci shirt. I'm not doing some sort of um, red carpet award show analysis. Okay. There's oh, a, who are you wearing? Yeah, there's a point to this. Okay, well, let's let's play that game. You're Melania. 
and I'm I'm the I'm the douchey red carpet reporter. Uh-huh. Oh, Melania, Melania, uh, who who are you wearing? What what is it you have on tonight? What's that blouse you have on? Well, it's a Gucci pussy bow silk shirt. That's not a joke, folks. Melania Trump wore a blouse from Gucci that is called Pussy Bow. Yes. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. Is that is that just the greatest coincidence in the history of coincidences? Or is she in on some kind of a sick dick face joke? Um, and let me let me give some credit to reporters <laughs> for going deep on this. Oh, one. yeah. Or yeah. do you think it was like a female reporter who knows about fashion? I, I don't know. I mean, who just knew like, oh, like, that's a pussy bow vo- blouse. I mean, it's an eleven hundred dollar shirt. Do reporters make that much money? Um, <laughs> a campaign <laughs> spokesperson told NBC, uh, told CBS that it was not intentional. Wearing the shirt was not intentional. So you they've already anything. whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. Uh, they've already asked her about it. And she said it's not intentional. But now that we've gotten that important breaking news out of the way, I do want to <laughs> cover the talking time. <laughs> and uh, number of interruptions. Oh, yeah. Well, th- th- there's definitely that. I want to cover that. And I also want to cover a-, a couple things before we get going so the audience can kind of listen to them. Yeah. Because I was joking about not having any clips. Right. <laughs> so I'm a joker, Brittany. Y- you totally are. So talking time, Donald <laughs> Trump, 40 minutes, 10 seconds. Hillary Clinton, 39 minutes, 5 seconds. So almost even. Right. Donald Trump edged her just slightly with more talking time. Right. Now, interrupted by the other candidate, Donald Trump. Let me guess. Um, 25 times. 18 times. He interrupted uh. Hillary Clinton 18 times, and Hillary Clinton interrupted him one time. One time. I would have said about five times, but yeah, that's... You wouldn't think that. Having watched the debate, because Donald Trump continuously whined about how much time Hillary Clinton was getting. Had they cut her off every time he complained, she would have ended up with five or six or seven minutes fewer than she got. Because he wanted to create this theme and gin up this weird theme that he was not being treated fairly by the by the moderators or by um, Hillary Clinton. And this is one of those things that you can tell is calculated because he kept saying these phrases and creating this theme. That's a great word to use, a theme throughout the night. Where Thank you. Thank you, Brittany. You're welcome. He was saying... Um, I have the best words. <laughs> he was saying, <laughs> oh, it's three on one, three versus one. That seems really fair. And he kept talking about the talking times. And then as soon as he's done with the debate... They release these memes, they release these videos about three versus one, about how the moderators were interrupting him, but not Hillary Clinton, how they were letting her talk for longer, blah, blah, blah. They didn't let her talk for longer. Yeah. I have a very good brain, and I've said a lot of things. So, oh, no, no. The other thing, the other thing I do want to talk about is, what bad luck for this guy, Donald Trump? I mean, the first debate... He's sniffing constantly, or, I'm sorry, it was a bad microphone that he had that you could just hear every sniffle. Oh, no, no, it manufactured the sniffles. That's right. Well, apparently, the same person who provided the first malfunctioning mic, (laughs) that person also provided this. He must be a trickster. He's a prankster, Brittany Page, because he provided another mic 
that was causing the sniffles to be manufactured by the microphone. Because this entire debate, Donald Trump, he, Donald Trump is just sniffing it up. Sniffly McSnifferson. It's no good. No, it sounds like he's suffocating. Like yes. He cannot breathe. I think he might have asthma. Or he's got something. Like sleep apnea. He has something going on where he cannot breathe. Something is going he on. He needs those breathe right strips that just like hold his, like force his nose open. He really does. And for the amount of time he spends talking on the campaign trail, you'd think that he would have, I don't know, grown accustomed to speaking for long periods of time to where he doesn't a microphone that he doesn't need to breathe and yeah. inhale and such a he just sounds like he's suffocating it's a snorkely I don't, weird thing yeah i don't know how else to describe it's like it. his nostrils are taped shut with straws in them and all he gets is the small amount of air through the straw yeah it's gross yes well he's gross so let's get going here <laughs> This was a town hall style debate. I mean, it's only 13 minutes in. Let's let's kind of get going here. It was a town hall style debate, which I would have liked more questions from the audience. However, it was good that Martha Raddatz and Anderson Cooper, who were the moderators, they kind of took control at certain points because they they really asked the questions about this week's common theme. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. And that is kind of how we started the debate with Donald Trump. The question from Patrice was about, are you both modeling positive and appropriate behaviors for today's youth? We received a lot of questions online, Mr. Trump, about the tape that was released on Friday. As you can imagine, you called what you said locker room banter. You described kissing women without consent, grabbing their genitals. That is sexual assault. You bragged that you have sexually assaulted women. Do you understand that? No, I didn't say that at all. I don't think you understood what was said. This was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I apologize to my family. I apologize to the American people. Certainly, I'm not proud of it. But this is locker room talk. You know, when we have a world where you have ISIS chopping off heads, where you have, and frankly, drowning people in steel cages, where you have wars and, and horrible, horrible sights all over, where you have so many bad things happening. This is like medieval times. We haven't seen anything like this, the carnage all over the world. And they look and they see. Can you imagine the people that are frankly doing so well against us with ISIS? And they look at our country and they see what's going on. Yes, I'm very embarrassed by it. I hate it. But it's locker room talk. And it's one of those things. I will knock the hell out of ISIS. We're going to defeat ISIS. ISIS happened a number of years ago in a vacuum that was left so because of bad judgment and i will tell you i will take care of isis so mr and trump we should get on to much more important things and much bigger things just for the record though are you saying that what you said on that bus 11 years ago that you did not actually kiss women without consent or grope women without consent i have great respect for women nobody has more respect for women than i do so for the uh, record said, you're saying you never did that things that frankly you you hear these things are said and i was embarrassed by it but i have tremendous respect for women have you ever and done those things have respect for me and i will tell you no i have not and i will tell you that i'm going to make our country safe we're going to have borders on our country which we don't have now people are pouring into our country and they're coming in from the middle east and other places uh we're going to make america safe again we're going to make america great again but we're going to make america safe again and we're going to make america wealthy again because if you don't do that 
uh, it just and it sounds harsh to say, but we have to build up the wealth of Thank our you, nation Mr. right Trump. now. Other nations are taking our jobs and they're taking our wealth. Thank you, Mr. And that's Trump. What I want to talk about. Secretary Clinton, do you want to respond? Absolute insanity. They ask a direct question. Hey, we have this Trump. Uh, we have this uh, clip, this tape of you, Donald Trump, saying this. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. How do you respond? Well, I'm going to be so hard on ISIS. It's going to be it's going to be tremendous, tremendous. We're going to wipe out ISIS. Wait, wait, what? Well, that's not what I asked. Because you made a declarative statement about how you deal with women you don't know that you find sexually attractive. That you just kiss them. You don't even wait. And when you're a star, you can do anything. He's shoveling Tic Tacs in his mouth to prepare for You can the... hear them jingling around in there. Yeah, he, he has them prepared. Tic Tacs had to release a statement to you're distance right. themselves from this behavior. Hey, look, we the good folks at Tic Tacs we're not down with the pussy grabbing <laughs> unless she says it's okay. You got to get permission first, though. That's kind of what the statement was, right? That's not at all what the statement was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm No, no. Well, they immediately after he answered, go to Hillary Clinton and ask, kind of give her the opportunity to say what she's going to say. And here, I think Brittany would agree, is where we were both disappointed our wealth. Thank you, Mr. And that's Trump. that's what I want to talk about. Secretary Clinton, do you want to respond? Well, like everyone else, I've spent a lot of time thinking over the last 48 hours um, about what we heard and saw. You know, with prior Republican nominees for president, I, I disagreed with them on politics, policies, principles, but I never questioned their fitness to serve. Donald Trump is different. I said starting back in June that he was not fit to be president and commander in chief. And many Republicans and independents have said the same thing. What we all saw and heard on Friday was Donald talking about women, what he thinks about women, what he does to women. And he has said that the video doesn't represent who he is, but I think it's clear to anyone who heard it that it represents exactly who he is, because we've seen this throughout the campaign. We have seen him insult women. We've seen him rate women on their appearance, ranking them from one to ten. We've seen him embarrass women on TV and on Twitter. We saw him, after the first debate, spend nearly a week denigrating a former Miss Universe in the harshest, most personal terms. So, yes, this is who Donald Trump is. But it's not only women, and it's not only this video that raises questions about his fitness to be our president, because he has also targeted immigrants, African Americans, Latinos, people with disabilities, POWs, Muslims, and so many others. So this is who Donald Trump is. And the question for us, the question our country must answer, is that this is not who we are. That's why, to go back to your question, I want to send a message, we all should, to every boy and girl, and indeed to the entire world, 
that America already is great, but we are great because we are good. And we will respect one another. And we will work with one another. And we will celebrate our diversity. These are very important values to me because this is the America that I know and love. And I can pledge to you tonight that this is the America that I will serve if I'm so fortunate enough to become your president. So here, listen, it was a noble answer. It was a calculated answer. It was well thought out. And it did, listen, the beginning of it when when she talks about disagreeing fundamentally with other candidates for president of the United States who are of the opposing party, but never believing that any of them were actually unfit to be president. I, I did get a little stirred up in my soul during that. It moved me. But the rest of it kind of fell flat for me. And maybe it is the sensationalist in me that wanted the attack. Maybe. It might be. I don't know. But uh, I just overall, I have to say, I was a little bit disappointed. Well, I think something that disturbs me is imagining all of the Trump supporters watching the debate and feeling as though he was doing a good job because he was being erratic and saying crazy things and right. um, being... At er- one point saying he'd put her in jail right. being, when he's, if he gets elected. Being, Sorry. being irrational. Um, and part of me... <laughs> Was hoping that there's 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 some effective way to challenge this yeah. f- for those people, and I don't think there is. So I think it's just kind of a a lost cause where there's no way for her to effectively respond to him in a way that is going to impress the people that love him. Right. Well, and that that's the other takeaway that actually just reminded me. For me, was Donald Trump doesn't understand the process right now but he's not trying to get the votes of the people who already support him he's got those people he did nothing to try to reach across to either hillary clinton supporters which is unlikely or even to the middle to the undecided to that massive swath of 20 percent of the nation who doesn't know right now for whom they're they'll cast their vote He didn't try to do that. All he's trying to do is gin up the base, solidify the support that he already has. Well, he did say one sentence that said he's going to be a president for all Americans. Mm -hmm. But of course, that doesn't matter. That one sentence doesn't matter when literally everything else you say and do is working in opposition with that one sentence. (laughs) He also said that after Hillary Clinton had already said it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, so, so he's... She, she put that thought in his head. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, I need to say that. <laughs> well, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this topic, it still it still goes on. After her, her response, they go to Donald Trump because he insists he wants to say something. And, uh, of course, it's very Trumpian. That I will serve if I'm so fortunate enough to become your president. And we want to get to some questions well, from online. Well, am I allowed to respond to that? I that, assume I am. Yes, you can respond to that. It's just words, folks. Here's the other thing. This is the other thing I forgot to say, but his voice is reminding me. I don't know in what debate prep session they 
tried to impart to him that he needed to be more calm, that he needed to be more level, more steady. And in his orange Trumpian brain, he took that as, I need to talk like this. It's just words, folks. He, he took that as, oh, monotone. That's, right. that's the what they mean by steady and even keel. Right. Because he's, he's talking. It's bizarre, is it not? Um, it was more bizarre combined with the kind of creepily standing behind Hillary Clinton because this was an open floor f- format where they are standing, yeah. moving around. On a circular stage. Somewhat aggressively getting close to one another at certain points. Uh, body language was important here. And the way he was behaving just generally was very strange. It's just words. Those words, I've been hearing them for many years. I heard them when they were running for the Senate in New York, where Hillary was going to bring back jobs to upstate New York. Running through and the she deal. failed. She I've failed. heard them where Hillary is constantly talking about the inner cities of our country, which are a disaster education-wise, job-wise, safety-wise, in every way possible. I'm going to help the African-Americans. I'm going to help the Latinos, Hispanics. I am going to help the inner... Did you hear that, Brittany? Yes. He's going to help the Latino Hispanics, not the Chinese Hispanics. <laughs> See, he's he's really honing in on that group. Well, the Latino Hispanics. Right. I know you think it's the Norwegian Hispanics. Oh, no. It's the Latino Hispanics. Well, I do want to say <laughs> that this whole monotone thing... It does not last. Oh, no, because he gets he loses the discipline. Right. He can only maintain for so long. Right. Cities. She's done a terrible job for the African-Americans. She wants their vote and she does nothing. And then she comes back four years later. We saw that firsthand when she was the United States senator. She campaigned where the Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, I want to get to audience questions and online questions. So she's allowed to do that, but I'm not allowed to. You're going to have you're going to get to respond right now. Sounds fair. Right. Whiny little boy. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fair. Sounds fair. Yeah, Yeah, it actually was fair. And you actually (laughs) got to talk longer. And also you might have been able to talk for longer about things that actually matter if you didn't spend so much time complaining and whining and bitching and sniffing and and sniffling. A lot of time was probably wasted sniffing. Yes. All right. Next up. Actually, not next up. We're just continuing this entire thread of questions when they ask him about being a 59 year old man. In a further follow-up about the Trump tapes. And just so we can remind you what the Trump tapes are in case you've somehow forgotten. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. Going to get to respond right now. Sounds fair. This tape is generating intense interest. In just 48 hours, it's become the single most talked about story of the entire 2016 election on Facebook. With millions and millions of people discussing it on the social network. As we said a moment ago, we do want to bring in questions from voters around the country via social media. And our first stays on this topic. Jeff from Ohio asks on Facebook, Trump says the campaign has changed him. When did that happen? So, Mr. Trump, let me add to that. When you walked off that bus at age 59, were you a different man or did that behavior continue until just recently? 
and you have two minutes talk, for as this. I told you that was locker room talk. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I am a person who has great respect for people, for my family, for the people of this country, and certainly I'm not proud of it. But that was something that uh, happened. If you look at uh, Bill Clinton, far worse, minor word. Hang on a minute. I just noticed what he said. And it, it kind of goes back to something he said in a debate to Hillary Clinton, which is he just said, oh, that's something that happened. That's not something that happened. It's something you did. Right. It's not like, a, oh, yeah, a guy just came out of nowhere and, uh, and, and sideswiped me. It's that, that, that's something that happened. You chose to talk about with Billy Bush with an open, hot mic about grabbing a woman's pussy against her will. 59-year-old Donald Trump. It didn't happen to you. You did it. Take goddamn responsibility for your behavior. Because this entire fiasco right now in this debate is him going back on his quote-unquote apology from last night. Right. Get, putting distance between himself and his actions. Are you sorry or was it locker room talk? Where's all that personal responsibility? Right. Are you sorry or is it something you did rather than something that happened to you? And his was action. His was what he's done to women. There's never been anybody in the history of politics in this nation that's been so abusive to women. So he's talking about you Bill can Clinton. Say any way you want to say it. But Bill Clinton was abusive to women. Hillary Clinton attacked those same women and attacked them viciously. Four of them are here tonight. One of the women, who is a wonderful woman at 12 years old, was raped at 12. Her client, she represented, got him off, and she's seen laughing on two separate occasions, laughing at the girl who was raped. Kathy Shelton, that young woman, is here with us tonight. So don't tell me about words. I am absolutely, I apologize for those words. But it is things that people say. But what President Clinton did, he was impeached. He lost his license to practice law. He had to pay an $850,000 fine to one of the women, Paula Jones, who's also here tonight. And I will tell you that when... Hillary brings up a point like that, and she talks about words that I said 11 years ago. I think it's disgraceful, and I think she should be ashamed of herself, if you want to know the truth. Can we please hold the applause? Secretary Clinton, you have two minutes. So Donald Trump wants to take this moral outrage that it right right like but, he but like he he possesses that space and the right to be morally outraged but in 1998 he actually said that bill clinton was a victim of unattractive women yeah and he just mentioned paula jones uh, paula jones was one of the women that he specifically named and called a fucking loser at yes as being one of the unattractive women that bill clinton apparently was victimized by. And she's selling her soul to come here and show up with Donald Trump. Yeah, he said these things. He's right. he's only taking this position because it's politically expedient and he knows that it's going to benefit him yeah. with with his supporters. Right, but no one else. 
with no one else, though. That's the the miscalculation here. This is Steve Bannon 101, Breitbart 101. They don't understand. You Listen, you're not going to win the election by appealing to the far, far right. You need to get the people in the middle on board, and you're not doing it with this. You're also not doing it with this statement from Donald Trump that we just heard. I apologize, but it is things that people say. Uh, apparently, I don't hang around with a bunch of rapey sexual assault perpetrators. Well, how does... My people don't talk like this. How does Melania feel... How does Ivanka feel? You mean Melania with her pussy top? Yeah. Yes. How do, how do they feel sitting there hearing him say this, that this is just how people talk? You're 70 years old, for God's sakes. Yeah. When are you going to mature? Well, you, not only that, let's not even just say 70. You were 60 fucking years old when you did this. Six, I have decades before I'm 60 years old. Also, I would like to say that he's acting like these are just words. Well, they're not. Because he has a history of allegations, of lawsuits, of sexual harassment. Right. Of people saying these exact things that he grabbed their crotch. Okay? Forced them against a wall and began to kiss them. Yes. These stories have been all over the place for years. Yeah. For decades. And then he's caught on tape in detail describing the methods that he uses that match up with all of these stories we've been hearing for decades. That just so happen to match up precisely with the things we've been hearing so it for is, decades. It is actions. Yes. It's not just words. Right. Well, you also have victimized women. Absolutely. Period. Now, it, it's Period. indisputable. Yeah. Lawsuits have been brought. There is currently, as we've talked about, I don't know why the goddamn media isn't talking about this, a current suit that is being brought, uh, being allowed to be brought forward. Federal lawsuit against Donald Trump for raping a 13-year-old girl. Only months before she was raped, allegedly, by Donald Trump, she was 12. She wasn't even a teenager. How dare he try to take the moral fucking high road against a woman herself who was victimized by goddamn Bill Clinton? Because believe it or not, a woman who is cheated on repeatedly by her husband is also a victim. And did she act appropriately? No. But who, who among you are, are, are ready to cast a stone at a woman who doesn't act exactly with propriety after she's fucking victimized by her shitty, abusive husband. And I'm talking about Bill Clinton. Well, this line of questioning, it continues with Hillary Clinton to talk about this very topic about the Trump tapes. Secretary Clinton, you have two minutes. Well, first, let me start by saying that so much of what he's just said is not right, but he gets to run his campaign any way he chooses. He gets to decide what he wants to talk about instead of answering people's questions, talking about our agenda, laying out the plans that we have that we think can make uh, a better life and a better country. That's his choice. When I hear something like that, I am reminded of what my friend Michelle Obama advised us all. When they go low, you go high. 
Look, if this were just about one video, maybe what he's saying tonight would be understandable. But everyone can draw their own conclusions at this point about whether or not the man in the video or the man on the stage respects women. But he never apologizes for anything to anyone. He never apologized to Mr. and Mrs. Khan, the Gold Star family, whose son, Captain Khan, died in the line of duty in Iraq. And Donald insulted and attacked them for weeks over their religion. He never apologized to the distinguished federal judge who was born in Indiana. But Donald said he couldn't be trusted to be. Listen, I don't want to stop this because this is good stuff. She's hitting on all these awesome points. Is it just me or is there like a moist mouth going on in the background as she's talking? <laughs> it's a real juicy mouth he's got there. Is that Donald Trump? It's this. Can you hear it? Yeah, but is that him or is that her? No, she, in the middle of her talking, it's the moist mouth going on. It sounds like it's before every sentence. No, it's juice mouth. It's uh, Donald Trump <laughs> juice mouth. Listen, let's listen. Be a judge because his parents were, quote, Mexican. He never apologized to the reporter that he mimicked and mocked on national television and our children were watching. And he never apologized <laughs> for the racist lie that President Obama was not born in the United States of America. He owes the president an apology. He owes our country an apology. And he needs to take responsibility for his actions and his words. Well, you owe the president an apology because, as you know very well, uh, your campaign, Sidney Blumenthal, he's another... I wish that you wouldn't have <laughs> paused because I didn't hear any of anything that she said after you paused because Listen, that juice was really distracting for me. It's a JM. Yeah. It's a straight juice <laughs> mouth right there. And I've got great studio headphones. All yeah. I gotta do is press them in a little bit and it's just, I'm just enveloped by Donald Trump's juicy mouth. So, oh God. It is, it's a tasty treat. Oh, okay. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. So let's, let's let this continue for the next 23 seconds and then we'll have something to say. Probably just more talk about the juice mouth real winner that you have and he's the one that got this started along with your campaign manager and they were on television just two weeks ago she was saying exactly that so you really owe him an apology you're the one that sent the pictures around your campaign sent the pictures around with president obama in a certain garb that was long before i was ever involved so you actually owe an apology well, then they go back to Donald Trump and they, they ask him questions and he starts on this weird thing about Michelle Obama and commercials and these nasty what they thought of. It's just a weird diversion. I always wonder in these moments, is did he detract like preemptively to try to distract away from something he thought was coming or is he just so unhinged that there's really no way to follow what he's saying? I've gotten to see the commercials that they did on you and i've gotten to see some of the most vicious commercials i've ever seen of Mo michelle obama talking about you hillary so you talk about friend go back and take a look at those commercials a race where you lost fair and square unlike the bernie sanders race where you won but not fair and square in my opinion 
And all you have to do is take a look at WikiLeaks and just see what they said about Bernie Sanders and see what Deborah Wasserman Schultz had in mind because Bernie Sanders, between superdelegates and Deborah Wasserman Schultz, he never had a chance. And I was so surprised to see him sign on with the devil. But when you talk about apology, I think the one that you should really be apologizing for and the thing that you should be apologizing for are the 33,000 emails that you deleted and that you acid washed. And then the two boxes of emails and other things last week that were taken from an office and are now missing. And I'll tell you what, I didn't think I'd say this, but I'm going to say it, and I hate to say it, but if I win, I am going to instruct my attorney general to get a special prosecutor to look into your situation, because there has never been so many lies, so much deception, there has never been anything like it, and we're going to have a special prosecutor. When I speak, I go out and speak. The people of this country are furious. In my opinion, the people that have been long-term workers at the FBI are furious. There has never been anything like this where emails and you get a subpoena. You get a subpoena, and after getting the subpoena, you delete 33,000 emails. And then you acid wash them or bleach them, as you would say, a very expensive process. So we're going to get a special prosecutor, and we're going to look into it. Because you know what? People have been... Their lives have been destroyed for doing one-fifth of what you've done. And it's a disgrace. And honestly, you ought to be ashamed of Secretary yourself. Secretary Clinton, I want Martha, to follow let, up let, on that. Yeah, I'm going to let, let you talk about it Because everything he just said is absolutely false, but I'm not oh, surprised. Really? In the first debate... And we in the really, first the debate, audience needs to I calm told down people here. that it would be impossible to be fact-checking Donald all the time. I'd never get to talk about anything I want to do and how we're going to really uh, make lives better for people. So, once again, go to HillaryClinton.com. We have literally Trump. You can fact-check him, fact-check, fact-check him in real time. <laughs> Last time at the first debate, we had millions of people uh, fact-checking, so I expect we'll have millions more fact-checking uh, because, you know, it is, uh, it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton... <laughs> We want to remind the audience to please not uh, talk out loud. Please do not applaud. You're just wasting time. <laughs> Anderson, Martha Raddatz did a pretty good job of keeping those fuckers in check. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, that's I hate starting a sentence like that, although I always do it. Let me tell you, I would have fucking been throwing down the hammer on this audience, Democrat and Republican. You get out of line, you cheer, you clap. You agreed to not do that prior to the debate. You're fucking out of here. I would have been 86 in groups of people. It would have been half the audience would have been left. If I saw you clapping, if I saw seriously, it would not would have been it would have been a bad scene. Well, I think that Anderson was so frustrated in that moment that he was trying to choose his words carefully. (laughs) So he didn't say something horrible. He gets possessed by Jesse. Listen, you fuckers. (laughs) You calm the fuck down or you're going to be out of here. Yeah. Yeah. it probably wouldn't have gone over well. No. On a on a on a, a simulcast across m- multiple networks. Not the best. So the next question is about Hillary Clinton's emails, and uh, I just want to point that out. I mean, you're going to hear the question, but I want you to recognize that Martha Raddatz asked the question about Hillary Clinton's emails, 
And then there's a long back and forth about it. Because what comes next is very telling about what Donald Trump was trying to set up, the theme he was trying to construct for a post-debate media run. And, and Secretary Clinton, I do want to follow up on emails. You've said your handling of your emails was a mistake. You disagreed with Director FBI Director James Comey calling your handling of classified information, quote, extremely careless. The FBI said that there were 110 classified emails that were exchanged, eight of which were top secret, and that it was possible hostile actors did gain access to those emails. You don't call that extremely careless? Well, Martha, first let me say, and I've said it before, but I'll repeat it because I want everyone to hear it. That was a mistake, and I take responsibility for using a personal email account. Uh, obviously, if I were to do it over again, I would not. I'm not making any excuses. Uh, it was a mistake, and I am very uh, sorry about that. But I think it's also important uh, to point out where there are some misleading accusations from critics and others. Uh, after a year-long investigation, there is no evidence that anyone hacked the server I was using, and there is no evidence that anyone uh, can point to at all, anyone who says otherwise has no basis, that any classified material ended up in the wrong hands. I take classified materials very seriously and always have. When I was on the Senate Armed Services Committee, I was privy to a lot of classified material. Obviously, as Secretary of State, I had some of the most important secrets uh, that we possess, such as going after bin Laden. Uh, so I am very committed to taking classified information seriously. And as I said, there is no evidence uh, that any classified information ended up in the wrong hands. Okay, we're going to move on. And yet, she didn't know the word, the letter C on a document, right? She didn't even know what that word, what that letter meant. You know, it's amazing. I'm watching Hillary go over facts, and she's going after fact after fact, and she's lying again because she said she, you know, what she did with the emails was fine. You think it was fine to delete 33,000 emails? I don't think so. She said the 33,000 emails had to do with her Daughter's wedding, number one, and a yoga class. Well, maybe we'll give three or three or four or five or something. 33,000 emails deleted. And now she's saying there wasn't anything wrong. And more importantly, that was after getting a subpoena. That wasn't before. That was after. She got it from the United States Congress. And I'll be honest, I am so disappointed in congressmen, including Republicans, for allowing this to happen. Our Justice Department, where her husband goes onto the back of an airplane for 39 minutes, talks to the Attorney General days before a ruling is going to be made on her case. But for you to say that there was nothing wrong with you deleting 39,000 emails, again, you should be ashamed of yourself. What you did, and this is after getting a subpoena from the United States Congress. We have to move if on. Secretary Clinton, that, you can minute, respond, and then we got to move on. We want to give the audience the a, a, sector, a chance be put here. In jail, let alone after getting a subpoena from the United States Secretary Congress. Secretary Clinton, you can respond, then we have to move on to an audience question. Look, it's just not true, and so please you, oh, go you didn't to, delete them? You allow didn't her to respond, them? please. Personal emails, not oh, official. 33,000? Yeah. Well, we turned over 35,000, so oh, yeah. it was... What about the other 15,000? Uh, please allow her to respond. She didn't talk while you talked. 
Yes, that's true. I didn't. Uh, I did in the first debate, and uh, I'm going to try not to in this debate because uh, I'd like to get to the questions that the people have brought here tonight uh, to talk to us about. And get off this question. Okay, Donald, I know you're into big diversion tonight. Anything to avoid talking about your campaign and the way it's exploding and the way Republicans are leaving you. But let's, let's, let's at least focus on some response. of the issues that people care about tonight. Let's get to their question. We have a question here from Ken Karpowitz. He has a question about health care. Ken? I'd like to know, Anderson, why aren't you bringing up the emails? I'd like to know. Why aren't you we getting brought up to the, the emails. bottom? No, it hasn't. It hasn't. And it hasn't been finished at all. Ken Karpowitz has a question. It's nice to one on three. Thank you. Two things there. Why aren't you bringing up the emails? Well, they just did bring up the emails, and then for over four minutes, you guys talked about it. Yeah. We have a question here from Ken Karpowitz. He has a question about health care. Ken? I'd like to know, Anderson, why aren't you bringing up the emails? I'd like to know. Why aren't you we getting brought up the, the emails? Bottom? No, it hasn't. It hasn't. And it hasn't been finished at all. Ken Karpowitz has a question. It's nice to one on three. Thank you. And then the one on three comment. Yeah, like I said, he obviously planted these statements. Right. These, these were obviously calculated. They planned on these things being said because immediately after, go look at his Facebook page, go look at his Twitter page. He's tweeting these memes. He's tweeting videos. A, right. pi- a picture of Martha Raddatz, Hillary Clinton, uh, Anderson Cooper at the top, and then Donald Trump at the bottom, three versus one. Ugh. And it's weak. It's weak sauce because... All we have to do is go back to the tape. We know Donald Trump spoke more. We know the performance. We know how many times he interrupted. We know how fairly or not fairly either one of them was treated. And they always have to handle this big, tough negotiator with kid gloves because he acts like a whiny little baby if he's not treated specifically in the manner that he thinks he is uh, should be accorded, should be afforded. Well, next up is a question from the audience, a Muslim woman who wants to know how things will be better for her in the face of what she perceives as widespread uh, Islamophobia under each one of their individual administrations. You'll notice this first one is for Donald Trump. He he is about as tone deaf a motherfucker as there ever was. He doesn't answer the question, instead goes in. Again, again, this goes back to him not understanding he's trying to win the middle. Why is he not trying to win her vote with his answer? He goes straight to appealing to the alt-right, xenophobes, racists, and extremists relative to international relations. We now go to Gorba Hamid with a question for both candidates. Hi. There are 3.3 million Muslims in the United States, and I'm one of them. You've mentioned working with Muslim nations, but with Islamophobia on the rise, how will you help people like me deal with the consequences of being labeled as a threat to the country after the election is over? Mr. Trump, you're first. Well, you're right about Islamophobia, and that's a shame. But one thing we have to do is we have to make sure that because there is a problem. I mean, whether we like it or not, and we can be very politically correct, but whether we like it or not, there is a problem. And we have to be sure that Muslims come in and report when they see something going on. When they see hatred going on, they have to report it. As an example, in San Bernardino, many people saw the bombs all over the apartment of the two people that killed 14 and wounded many, many people. 
horribly wounded. They'll never be the same. Muslims have to report the problems when they see them. And, you know, there's, a, there's always a reason for everything. If they don't do that, it's a very difficult situation for our country. Because you look at Orlando, and you look at San Bernardino, and you look at the World Trade Center, go outside, you look at Paris, look at that horrible, these are radical Islamic terrorists. And she won't even mention the word, and nor will President Obama. He won't use the term radical Islamic terrorism. Now, to solve a problem, you have to be able to state what the problem is, or at least say the name. She won't say the name, and President Obama won't say the name, but the name is there. It's radical Islamic terror. And before you solve it, you have to say the name. Secretary Clinton. So that was not a response to the question. Not at all. She asks, how are you going to make my life better or, or aid me, assist me in dealing with widespread homo or Islamophobia? Right. And he says, well, you need to inform on your neighbors when you think they're doing something. <laughs> Which is great. It's true. But it doesn't just go for Muslims. If you see something suspicious and you suspect someone is doing something nefarious that is going to harm other people, whether it be terrorism or whether it be someone with a meth lab in their fucking garage, you need, you have a duty as an American to say something. Right. It's not just be, uh, incumbent upon Muslims. I mean, it is because they're they they're in the world of other Muslims. I don't really know any Muslims. I won't really have occasion to like they don't live around me. Not generally. I'm sure there are some, but I don't know of any Muslims around me. Right. So I don't observe their daily activities. So I get what he's saying. It's just fucking ridiculously tone deaf. That he's not understanding. And also, why can't he answer that question? What would be dangerous about saying, I mean, look, if it, <laughs> if we were living in a perfect world, he would say, oh, yeah, Islamophobia, that's terrible. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry I've contributed to that. But, but we don't live in a perfect world. Well, you were getting ready to say something that would be dangerous for him to say. And I'm assuming what would be dangerous for him to say is the answer to the question, because then it would be upsetting to the Trump supporters. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. And that it's an easy question to answer. And if you're a reasonable politician, if you're a reasonable human goddamn being, you should be able to say, listen, as a government, the United States of America will absolutely stand by you supporting and upholding your civil rights as an American, as a Muslim American, that you're not going to be harassed based on the fact that you are a different religion from someone else. It's in, right there. That's all he had to fucking say. But instead, he twists it around to, you need to tell on your neighbors. Right. Because they're the problem. Muslims are the problem. If you're a good Muslim, you'll tell on the bad Muslims. It's just a weird, it's just a weird train of thought. Yeah. Well, here's Hillary Clinton's take on it. Secretary Clinton. Well, thank you for asking your question. And I've heard this question from a lot of Muslim Americans across our country. Because, unfortunately, there's been a lot of very divisive, dark, Things said about Muslims and even someone like Captain Khan, the young man who sacrificed himself 
defending our country in the United States Army has been subject to attack by Donald. I want to say just a couple of things. First, we've had Muslims in America since George Washington. And we've had many successful Muslims. We just lost a particularly well-known one with Muhammad Ali. My vision of America is an America where everyone has a place. If you're willing to work hard, you do your part, you contribute to the community, that's what America is. That's what we want America to be for our children and our grandchildren. It's also very short-sighted and even dangerous to be engaging in the kind of demagogic rhetoric that Donald has about Muslims. We need American Muslims to be part of our eyes and ears on our front lines. I've worked with a lot of different Muslim groups around America. I've met with a lot of them, and I've heard how important it is for them to feel that they are wanted and included and part of our country, part of our homeland security, and that's what I want to see. It's also important, I intend to defeat ISIS, to do so in a coalition with majority Muslim nations. Right now, a lot of those nations are hearing what Donald says and wondering, why should we cooperate with the Americans? And this is a gift to ISIS and the terrorists, violent jihadist terrorists. We are not at war with Islam. And it is a mistake, and it plays into the hands of the terrorists to act as though we are. So I want a country where citizens like you and your family are just as welcome as anyone else. Thank you, Secretary Clinton. That is a knocking it out of the fucking park answer. Because she also brought it around to combat and refute the thing that Donald Trump said. Although I disagree, I think we should be calling it radical Islam. Just like if, if there was a spate of abortion clinic bombings from Christians, I would want it called radical Christianity, fundamentalist Christianity. It's the same thing in my book. However, I understand from a diplomacy aspect, from an international relations perspective, why we don't want to say radical Islam. I get it. I just don't agree. But good answer from Hillary Clinton. Much better than Donald Trump. Well, here they pivot straight to Donald Trump and what he proposed earlier this year with the ban, the outright ban on Muslims entering the United States. I'll preempt you and tell you to, to listen for whether or not he answers the question, which is, is the ban still a plan? I'm, I'm rhyming now. I didn't mean... <laughs> is the ban still something that you intend to have take place? How about that? Very good. Rhyme free. Thank you, Secretary Clinton. Mr. Trump, in December, you said this. Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what the hell is going on. We have no choice. We have no choice. Your running mate said this week that the Muslim ban is no longer your position. Is that correct? And if it is, was it a mistake to have a religious test? First of all, Captain Khan is an American hero. And if I were president at that time, he would be alive today. Because unlike her who voted for the war without knowing what she was doing. Is it just me, Brittany, or is that patently 
fucking offensive. It's absurd. Ha- if I were president, Captain Khan would still be alive because I have magical powers that protect soldiers from harm in foreign occupations well, and if battles. You, if you've listened to um, the podcast today, then you will have heard <laughs> me... Um, talking about two things that bother me in politics. Well, this is another one that bothers me in politics, but typically it's not politicians that are attempting to take responsibility for um, the the death of military (laughs) military members. It's the Republicans who get angry with Obama or liberals who get angry with George W. Bush for not handling a specific situation or saving one specific person or one right. specific situation. Like they have complete. Like yeah, like they have complete and total control. Right. Like everything rests completely on their shoulders. And that's not reasonable. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. And for Donald Trump to say that he somehow could have prevented this from happening, no, you couldn't. You can't even take responsibility for the own your own words. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. And you think that you would be able to take responsibility for someone dying in the military? It's clear he has zero idea, no conception in his tiny little brain about how combat works about how military operations work. It's not like a fucking movie, Donald Trump. Not everybody is uh, Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible. That's not reality. It just, it's just not real. And this is one reason why I think having a leader with some military experience, it's important. Even if it's tangential experience for her being Secretary of State and being somehow, I don't think it's quite as involved as she'd have you believe, but somehow involved in the takedown and assassination, ultimately, of Osama bin Laden. So, Donald Trump is just out of his fucking depth. I would not have had our people in Iraq. Iraq was a disaster. So he would have been alive today. The Muslim ban is something that in some form has morphed into a extreme vetting from certain areas of the world. Hillary Clinton wants to allow and, and why did it morph into me, that? No, did me. you no answer the question? Why do you, you still believe you I do me all the time? Why don't you Would interrupt you please her? explain whether or not the Muslim ban still stands? It's called extreme vetting. We are going to areas like Syria where they're coming in. That's not an answer, Donald Trump. Why won't you answer the question? Is the Muslim ban still in effect? It's called extreme vetting. Uh, That's what I heard. Yeah. Is that not what he said? Uh, I mean, it's similar. (laughs) (laughs) You get the gist. But it's not. Answer the fight. It's yes or no. Yeah, yeah. We still are going to ban. Or no, we're not going to ban. We're going to do extreme vetting and let some in. Well, listen, he is a tell-it-like-it-is non-politician. Right, right. So this is just him with no spin. He's this is the po- no spin zone. Yeah, he doesn't need to, to, to kowtow. He'll tell exactly what's on his mind. He's not PC, everybody. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. By the tens of thousands because of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton wants to allow a 550% increase over Obama. People are coming into our country like we have no idea who they are, 
where they're from, what their feelings about our country is, and she wants 550% more. This is going to be the great Trojan horse of all time. We have enough problems in this country. I believe in building safe zones. I believe in having other people pay for them. As an example, the Gulf states who are not carrying their weight, but they have nothing but money, and take care of people. But I don't want to have, with all the problems this country has and all of the problems that you see going on, Hundreds of thousands of people coming in from Syria when we know nothing about them. We know nothing about their values and we know nothing about their love for our country. One, dick face, we already have a vetting process that takes 18 to 24 months. Two, quit talking about your fucking safe zones, Donald Trump. It's a fantasy land. Yeah. It's, it's, Syria's not a fucking snow globe. You can't just put a snow globe over a certain area and be like, oh, ISIS isn't there. That's not how it works. The only way, Mr. I'm not going to send troops anywhere, the only way to create an actual safe zone, and it wouldn't even be that safe, is to send tens of thousands, if not 100, 150,000 troops into Syria, into the the occupied territory of ISIS. That's the only way is boots on the goddamn ground. Well, and he's not willing to do that. Well, he knows more than the generals do. Well, he clearly knows more than I do because I don't understand what he's talking about because it's not fucking reality. Here's Hillary Clinton talking about Donald Trump's Muslim ban. Thing about their love for our country. And Secretary Clinton, let me ask you about that, because you have asked for an increase from 10 to 65,000 Syrian refugees. We know you want tougher vetting. That's not a perfect system. So why take the risk of having those refugees come into the country? Well, first of all, I will not let anyone into our country that I think poses a risk to us. But there are a lot of refugees women and children. Think of that picture we all saw of that four-year-old boy with the blood on his forehead because he'd been bombed by the Russian and Syrian air forces. There are children suffering in this catastrophic war, largely, I believe, because of Russian aggression. And we need to do our part. We by no means are carrying anywhere near the load that Europe and others are. But we will have vetting that is as tough as it needs to be from our professionals, our intelligence uh, experts, and others. But it is important for us as a uh, policy, you know, not to say, as Donald has said, we're going to ban people based on a religion. How do you do that? We are a country founded on religious freedom and liberty. How do we do what he has advocated without causing great distress within our own country. Are we going to have religious tests when people fly into our country? And how do we expect to be able to implement those? So I thought that what he said was extremely unwise and even dangerous. And indeed, you can look at the propaganda on a lot of the terrorist sites and what Donald Trump says about Muslims is used to recruit fighters because they want to create a war between us. And the final thing I would say, this is the 
10th or 12th time that he's denied being for the war in Iraq. We have it on tape. The entire press corps has looked at it. It's been debunked, but it never stops him from saying whatever he wants has to say. Has not been debunked. So please has uh, not been debunked. And go to HillaryClinton.com and, and you can see it. I was against the war in Iraq. Has not been debunked. And you voted for it, and you shouldn't have. Well, I just want to There's been lots say, of fact-checking on me. that. I'd like to move on excuse to an me. online question. She just went about 25 seconds over her time. She Could did I not. just respond to this, please? Very quickly, please. She did not go over her time. More complaining. If she went over her time... Actually, she didn't. I, when we looked at it, I think she was like a few seconds under two minutes there. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong about that, because I'm not going to fucking fact-check, after the fact, I'm just going to, we're going to talk about it. If you guys want to figure it out, you can figure it out. If she's over, it's like 10 seconds. Well, it doesn't matter because the end result. That's right. Is fair. Yeah. So the next topic. Thanks for that, Brittany Page. Thank you're, you. You're welcome. Bringing clarity. Bringing us down to earth. With the logic and the mouse clicking constantly through the show. I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Next up, they do get into Donald Trump's taxes or lack of paying taxes. And this is kind of a mix-up between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And uh, for me, it was one of the high points of the debate. Our country. Mr. Trump, I want to give the chance to respond. I just want to tell our viewers what she's referring to. In the last month, taxes were the number one issue on Facebook for the first time in the campaign. The New York Times published three pages of your 1995 tax returns. They show you claimed a $916 million loss which means you could have avoided paying personal federal income taxes for years. You've said you pay state taxes, employee taxes, real estate taxes, property taxes. You have not answered, though, a simple question. Did you use that $916 million loss to avoid paying personal federal income taxes? For of years? course I do. Of course I do. And so do all of her donors or most of her donors. I know many of her donors. Her donors took massive tax write-offs. So have a you lot of my excuse me, was, a lot of my write-off was depreciation and other things that Hillary, as a senator, allowed, and she'll always allow it because the people that give her all this money, they want it. That's why. See, I understand the tax code better than anybody that's ever run for president. Hillary Clinton, and it's extremely complex. Hillary Clinton has friends that want all of these provisions, including they want the carried interest provision, which is very important to Wall Street people, but they really want the carried interest provision, which I believe Hillary's leaving. It's very interesting why she's leaving carried interest. But I will tell you that, number one, I pay tremendous numbers of taxes. I absolutely used it, and so did Warren Buffett, and so did George Soros, and so did many of the other people that... Hillary is uh, getting money from. Now, I won't mention their names because they're rich, but they're not famous. So we won't make them famous. Can, okay? you, can you say how many years you have avoided paying personal federal income taxes? No, but I, I pay tax and I pay federal tax, too. But I have a write-off. A lot of it's depreciation, which is a wonderful charge. I love depreciation. You know, she's given it to us. Hey, if she had a problem, for 30 years she's been doing this, Anderson. I say it all the time. She talks about health care. Why didn't she do something about it? She talks about taxes. Why didn't she do something about it? She doesn't do anything about anything other than talk. With her, it's all talk and no action. In the past, and, and again, Bernie Sanders, it's really bad judgment. She has made bad judgment not only on taxes. She's made bad judgments on Libya, on Syria, on Iraq. I mean, her and Obama, whether you like it or not, the way they got out of Iraq, the vacuum they've left, that's why ISIS formed in the first place. They started. 
I love this fucking clown. He hates that we're in Iraq, but he hates that we left Iraq. Mm-hmm. I kind of understand the nuance there that once we're there, we need to do it right. But he never says that. It just It's one way or the other, douche. <laughs> From that little area, and now they're in 32 different nations, Hillary. Congratulations. Great job. Once you've been able to respond, Secretary She's Clinton. personally responsible for the whole ordeal. Well, here we go again. I've been uh, in favor of getting rid of carried interest for years, um, starting when I was a senator from New York. But that's not the point here. Why didn't you, you know, do it? Why didn't you do it? Because I was a senator with a Republican president. Oh, really? I will be the you president. You could have done it. If you, were an, effective, uh, if you exactly were an effective right. senator, you could have done it. Because that's what Donald Trump thinks. If you're elected, you make things happen like you have a fucking genie in a bottle. Well, you you unilaterally act. That's right. You're a senator. You 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 write the legislation. <laughs> you pass the legislation. <laughs> and then you sign the legislation. <laughs> what we need is, I'm just a bill. Yeah, I'm only a bill. And yeah. I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. He needs Schoolhouse Rock. What would fucking be Donald Trump's version of that? Um, I'm Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm fucking Trump, and I do everything unilaterally. That was far too coherent. That's a terrible to song. <laughs> That's a terrible song. She said, "Doesn't work. You can't. If you can't write a song about it, you can't have it be a form of government." Yes. <laughs> if you were an effective senator, you could have done it, but you were not an effective. Please allow her to respond. She didn't interrupt you. You know, under our constitution, presidents have something called veto power. Bam. Look. He has now said repeatedly, 30 years this and 30 years that. So let me talk about my 30 years in public service. I'm very glad to do so. Eight million kids every year have health insurance because when I was first lady, I worked with Democrats and Republicans to create the children's health insurance program. Hundreds of thousands of kids now have a chance to be adopted because I worked to change our adoption and foster care system. After 9-11, I went to work with Republican mayor, governor, and president to rebuild New York and to get health care for our first responders who were suffering because they had run toward danger and gotten sickened by it. Hundreds of thousands of National Guard and Reserve members have health care because of work that I did. And children have safer medicines because I was able to pass a law that required the dosing to be more carefully done. When I was Secretary of State, I went around the world advocating for our country, but also advocating for women's rights to make sure that women had a decent chance to have a better life and negotiated a treaty with Russia to lower nuclear weapons. 400 pieces of legislation have my name on it as a sponsor or co-sponsor when I was a senator for eight years. I worked very hard and was very proud to be reelected in New York by an even bigger margin than I had been elected the first time. And as president, I will take that work, that bipartisan work, that finding common ground, Thank because you. you have to be able to get along with people to get things done in Washington. Thank you, Secretary. And I've proven that I can. And for 30 years, I've produced results for Thank people. Thank you, Secretary. So that was a little bit of a passive aggressive slight to Donald Trump. You have to be able to get along with people. Yeah, well, also, he is so just not skilled at debating that he set her up for her to fucking read out her resume right. and how awesome and how many accomplishments she'd have and just how prepared and qualified to be president she is. 
It, it, seriously, the biggest fucking softball of the night was right there. Well, the second to last clip of the evening is Donald Trump fighting with the moderators again. Followed up by a black guy asking a question and getting an answer that he didn't he didn't really ask about. Apparently, Donald Trump thinks every single person of color in America live in the inner city. Take Raqqa after pushing ISIS out of Iraq. Thank you very much. We're going to you move know, on. Funny, she we're went go- over a minute over and you don't stop her. When I go one second over, it's like you had many answers. It's really, it's really very interesting. We've got a question over here from uh, James Carter. Mr. Carter. My question is, do you believe you can be a devoted president to all the people in the United States? That question begins for Mr. Trump. Absolutely. I mean, uh, she calls our people deplorable, a large group, and irredeemable. I will be a president for all of our people, and I'll be a president that will turn our inner cities around and will give strength to people and will give economics to people and will bring jobs back because NAFTA, signed by her husband, is perhaps the greatest disaster trade deal in the history of the world, not in this country. It stripped us of manufacturing jobs. We lost our jobs. We lost our money. We lost our plants. It is a disaster. And now she wants to sign TPP, even though she says now she's for it. She called it the gold standard. And by the way, at the last debate, she lied because it turned out that she did say the gold standard. And she said she didn't say it. They actually said that she lied. Okay. And she lied. But she's lied about a lot of things. I would be a president for all of the people, African-Americans, the inner cities, devastating what's happening to our inner cities. She's been talking about it for years. As usual, she talks about it, nothing happens. She doesn't get it done. Same with the Latino Americans. Latino. Hispanic Americans. The same exact thing. They talk, they don't get it done. You go into the inner cities and you see it's 45% poverty. African Americans, now 45% poverty in the inner cities. The education is a disaster. Jobs are essentially non-existent. I mean, it's, you know, I, and I've been saying at big speeches where I have 20 and 30,000 people, what do you have to lose? It can't get any worse. And she's been talking about the inner cities for 25 years. What? <laughs> Let me ask you this, Brittany Page. And I'll extend this to the audience as well. I've been talking about this at my rallies with 20 and 30,000 people at them asking black Americans, what do you have to lose? Translation, I've been talking to 20 and 30,000 white people at a time asking black people who aren't at my rallies, what do you have to lose? Why do you have to get the little jab in there about how many people at his rally? It's fucking weird. Yeah, no He's one so cares. obsessed with that metric that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, no one cares. Absolutely nothing. Nothing's going to ever happen. Let me tell you, if she's president of the United States, nothing's going to happen. It's just going to be talk. And all of her friends, the taxes we were talking about, and I would just get it by osmosis. She's not doing any me favors. But by doing all the others' favors, she's doing me favors. Mr. Trump, thank you. But 
I will tell you, she's all talk. It doesn't get done. All you have to do is take a look at her Senate run. Take a look at upstate New York. Your two minutes is up. Secretary Clinton, it turned out two to minutes. Be a disaster. Uh, punch him right, right in the face, Brittany Page. Mm-hmm. It is so frustrating. <laughs> well, they end the night, or they tried to, on a relatively positive note. The question from the audience about, can you name one nice thing about the other person? So we have to look at this comprehensively, and that's up. exactly what I have proposed. I hope you will go to HillaryClinton.com, and we have sent my we have entire policy. One we more have, audience question. We've sneaked. And then if you hear that, I included that first part because <laughs> I wanted to demonstrate that they, the moderators absolutely were interrupting Hillary Clinton throughout the whole thing because I, I was live tweeting this thing like a fucking frantic maniac, and I did mention that I wish Hillary Clinton would quit going over time and having to have them interrupt her right? because it puts her on par on the dick scale with Donald Trump. Yeah. It, it, it shows that she believes she's above the rules that were previously agreed upon, and it's shitty. Now on with the final question. Did one more question, and it comes from Carl Becker. My question to both of you is, regardless of the current rhetoric, would either of you name one positive thing that you respect in one another? Mr. Trump, would you like to go first? Well, I, I certainly will because uh, I think that's a, a very fair and important question. Look, I respect his children. His children are incredibly able and devoted, and I think that says a lot about Donald. I don't agree with nearly anything else he says or does, but I do respect that, and I think that is something uh, that, as a mother and a grandmother, is very important to me. Uh, so. I believe that this election has become in part so um, so conflict-oriented, so intense, uh, because there's a lot at stake. This is not an ordinary time, and this is not an ordinary election. We are going to be choosing a president who will set policy for not just four or eight years, but because of some of the important decisions we have to make here at home and around the world, from the Supreme Court to energy and so much else. And so there is a lot at stake. It's one of the most consequential elections that we've had. And that's why I've tried to put forth specific policies and plans, trying to get it off of the personal and put it on to what it is I want to do as president. And that's why I hope people will uh, check on that for themselves so that they can see uh, that, yes, I've spent 30 years, actually maybe a little more, uh, working to help kids and families, and I want to take all that experience uh, to the White House and do that every single day. Mr. Trump. Well, I consider her statement about my children to be a very nice compliment. I don't know if it was meant to be a compliment, but it is a great. I'm very proud of my children. And... Uh, They've done a wonderful job, and they've been wonderful, wonderful kids. So uh, I consider that a compliment. Uh, I will say. 
All right. Now, I'm stopping it there because Hillary Clinton spoke for well over a minute about how the compliment that she's going to pay Donald Trump, which is kind of sideways. It's not really a compliment. But well over a minute, she spoke. Well, she wasn't speaking about the compliment the whole time. She was also speaking about the political climate. Yeah. Well, but it leads to to she spoke for that long talking about it. Uh Uh-huh. There's 24 seconds left in this clip. He's just getting ready to start talking because he was talking, but just about how he considered that a compliment about his children. Well, you don't have to say the fucking obvious. We know it was a compliment. She just paid you a compliment. Announcing that it was a compliment. We get it. So what's he going to do with his remaining 24 seconds? This about Hillary. She doesn't quit. She doesn't give up. I respect that. I tell it like it is. She's a fighter. I disagree with much of what she's fighting for. I do disagree with her judgment in many cases. But she does fight hard, and she doesn't quit, and she doesn't give up. And I consider that to be a very good trait. 20 seconds. He well, spent th- 20 seconds of his two minutes. <laughs> To compliment his opponent. This is news to me because he's been complaining about her stamina for the past several months. Right. Mocking how she looked when she got pneumonia, getting in the car, uh, talking about how she just doesn't have what it takes. Well, he's a classy guy, Brittany Page. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab him by the pussy. I guess there's no better way or place to end it than right there. This was the second. There is one more debate Wednesday October 19th and we will be covering it with vigor and fervor and as much stamina as Donald Trump wishes Hillary Clinton had so we want to thank all of our Patreon and PayPal supporters you guys make this possible we love you and appreciate you if you do want to sound off talk about anything that we talked about this episode Please do. 657-464-7609. I don't know why. That number is not already programmed into your speed dial of your phone. You can also email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We look forward to talking with you. We look forward to moving the conversation forward. That was kind of redundant. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Be genuine to one another. And we'll see you next time. Until then, for Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been a bonus. I doubt it. We, the good folks at Tic Tacs, we're not down with the pussy grabbing, (laughs) unless she says it's okay. 